What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? We are back with another episode. I am joined by Bobby yet again. Bobby, say what's up. Hey, boys. What's up? What's going on? We I'm rocking are... my... Uh... Oh, go ahead. You what are you oh. going to say? I no, I was going to say you that. can't see right now, but I'm rocking my 40-year-old dad's shirt. So go get your shirts. Well, I was going to oh. mention that. I was going to say that we have downgraded... Our, our equipment, I guess, a little bit, but not really downgraded. And the main issue is honestly because I realized it was kind of sucking the fun out of it, wanting to do the podcast, wanting to do these things, because it was a lot of work to kind of get that video version up um, just with my, con- you know, the actual computer I have and everything. So it literally would yeah, take, sure. you know, about an hour for us to record. It would take about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes to actually edit the thing and, you know, clip everything together, do what I got to do. And then it would take another hour to two hours to render the video because my computer was slow. And then on top of that, with the internet I have, you know, it wouldn't take that long. It would take maybe a half hour to upload about an hour video. But But still, where, where... And then once I did that, then I had to, you know, download the video that was posted. And... My dog is... I need to go find a quiet area. It's fine. Okay. We, dog, we like dogs out here. But a podcast. Yeah. I mean, that, that's basically why the podcast has shifted backwards a little bit. So if you've been here since the beginning and things sound a little different to you or you don't even notice until I just said it, well, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I, I just, I felt like we had to say that because... I really enjoyed the quality of the other version because, you know, I could use my good microphone and everything like that. But I think, you know, we're doing this because we love doing it. The purpose was to bring this together to talk about sports. The purpose was not to, you know, be high production and go really hard. You know, obviously, if it gets to that point where people are demanding it and we want to keep growing, then that's fine. But right now, this is working for us and I enjoy doing it this way anyway. Allows me to, you know, put my headphones in, walk around the house, talk about things. So I, I enjoy that. But Bobby, we are talking because now hockey and and I know, you know, not a lot of people want to hear just about hockey. So we're going to, you know, start off the show talking a little bit about uh, some of the other sports coming up before we get into, you know, more hockey talk towards the end. Um, But we know that round two is starting, so we'll talk about that later. But for me, Bobby, I'm curious, have you been watching anything else besides the NHL? Yeah. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Celtics. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. What are you munching on, dude? Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. Oh, sounds good. You asked me at the worst time. I hate when that happens. <laughs> it's fine. People um, people are now going to be hungry. They're now going to be clicking off the podcast, <laughs> going to dunks or something. Hey, we hey, dad's one on Duncan. Apparently, we do. <laughs> Apparel, Entley, we do. Oh man, true. We have so I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of Celtics basketball. Not so much the other guys like yeah, I had same. been with hockey. Yeah, but I will say this: those guys look. You know, yeah, Gordon Hayward again. Got hurt. He, that was so unlucky, though. I know, because he was playing so well. He's just, he's not injury prone. He's just unlucky, right? Like, he's not – I'm not worried about him, but at the same time, like, I've been saying this for a while. You have three players on that team that are basically not identical, but they play the same position, and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward. Like, eventually, yeah. 
And, and we don't have the money to give all of them max contracts. So eventually you get to the point where it's like, okay, Kemba's on a max contract. You can only give four. It's like, do we want to give well Tatum, Brown, yeah. and Gordon Hayward a max contract, right? Which they're going to have to do. But it's like, you knew when they drafted Jalen Brown – I mean, yeah, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, both of them, because I was going to say just one or the other, but they did draft yeah. both of them to basically come in and play that small forward shooting guard kind of thing. But the issue now is that we have Kemba, and Marcus Smart has improved so much with his, you know, exactly. being able to actually shoot the ball, not as good as the others, but definitely like. He's going to hit down an open shot. He'll have some games where he goes off where he can score 15 to 20 points. It really depends, but his defensive game is on another level. Right. And and which is why I think like now you're kind of forced to start Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart. So what the team was able to do is they were able to smart Kemba, uh, start Kemba, put Smart on the bench and they were able to have Tatum, Brown, Hayward and then someone like Tice but now with the Celtics, they're kind of forced to shift everybody down. So what that always does is that's going to bump a Jalen Brown or even a Gordon Hayward to the bench now because you're yeah. going to want Tatum in that lineup. So I think you got to give credit to Brad Stevens. I know we haven't, you know, won an NBA championship yet, but like he's working with a rebuilding young roster. You know, it's it, I get we had Kyrie in here, right? I get we had players like that. But he it, was toxic, bro. Right, but it's not like he was given a team that had LeBron and Anthony Davis and can't, exactly. and can't bring us to a finals. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody's saying, like, oh, like, when his contract's up, we should find a new coach. I'm like, he knew what he was getting into, a rebuilding team. And the fact that he's made us competitive in seasons where we've had Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford. Exactly. Like, should speak volumes. And I think that the team has been playing great. I think they're going to sweep Philly. I think there's no question about it. Philly is – Philly is, is done. a different team without Ben Simmons. Right. And I think that kind of proves to Philly, too, because they were talking about they had to get rid of one of Ben Simmons or Embiid because both of them can't play with each other. They don't want to play with each other. So they're looking about who they're going to trade. And for me, the longest time I was saying you get rid of Ben Simmons because of the fact that, like, with Embiid, he's a special talent. You know what I mean? You don't find centers like that quite often. Yeah. Exactly. But now thinking about it, the fact that Embiid is doing what he's doing, and it's really not all on him because Tobias Harris, they gave him a max contract, right? He should be doing way better than he's doing now. I just, I don't know, man. I just think the Celtics are at a playing at another level, and this is why they drafted Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and this is why both of them are playing the minutes they're playing. And, you know, unfortunately for Gordon Hayward with his injury, he's – his career is probably going to be, you know, he's going to be getting a couple minutes off the bench now. I don't think he's going to be yeah. the guy we're paying him to be anymore. And and it's sad, but, I mean, you know, he's had two injuries in two years, one being major that was kind of unlucky. And the second one was, other unlucky one was too. unlucky too. But, you know, he's out for a while. And it's like the Celtics, they put a lot of money into him. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he – is talked about behind the scenes. I think he has a player option either next year or the year after. I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics said, hey, look, you know, let's get this in writing. If you opt out, you know, you're going to be taking less for the team. We'll keep you here. But, you know, you got to opt out. 
because we can't be paying you this or you're getting traded, you know? And then that's yeah. what I fear the team is going to have to do. But I don't I know, think... man. I'm, I'm excited for them to, to play, to sweep. I think they're going to sweep, and it's going to be exciting for them to make a run. Yeah, I think that the fact that Brad Stevens is still in Boston mm-hmm. and Gordon Hayward played with Stevens in college, yeah. I think Hayward right now at his age wants to win a championship, right? Right. And he is in the perfect spot to do that. Right at the end and of his prime, yeah. Let's not forget, Watermaker is having a playoff these last two games. I don't yeah. know if you've been watching. That kid is... Well, something. that guy, he's 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, a, he's an old... But he is lighting it up for the second unit. He's needed this, so you know? So if you can have that, and if you have to start smart, you start smart, Whatever. But if you can have, you know, even Williams, Robert Williams was putting in minutes last game. Right. I like him a lot. I think he's. I do too. I think and he's I, something I, else. I think, sure, we have all these stars on the first unit, but that's not what wins you a championship, right? The yeah. bench and defense. And our defense is phenomenal. Yeah. And I think people also forget, too, that these players that we draft, like, they're not Giannis. You know, like they're not going to come out like people think that everybody we draft in the first round needs to immediately become a superstar in like the second season they play. And it's like, that's not yeah. always the case, because if Danny Ames that's is sitting there, and says, right, everybody thinks that everybody that we draft is going to be Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. And it's like, that's not the point. Right. They're supposed to develop. Right. You're supposed to create their potential and make them better. Like Robert Williams, like. You look at Grant Williams, right? Like, Grant Williams yeah, is not going to be a starter, but he's going to be a pretty solid bench player, and that's what they need. Romeo Langford is – what they're doing with him is literally grooming him so that in two or three years, he's a stud that we have to either trade or he takes over for somebody like a Kemba Walker when he gets older. Like, How old is Kemba? Uh, I think he's 29. Okay, so he's – 29, getting... 30 years old. I might yeah. be wrong. I can actually look that up. But he, if he's older, I mean, he still looks great no matter how old he is. <laughs> he's 30, so he's exactly okay. 30. Um, That's but, like his prime, right? That's right. when guys usually so hit their I would say I would say Kemba's got another three, four years. You know, obviously he's got the basically the rest of his contract. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he signed a, a smaller deal to kind of stay with the Celtics and retire yeah. here. But – you have to look at it this way. Like, I hate when everybody's like, oh, everybody we draft, like, they suck, they suck, they suck. And I'm like, they're not – like, when you draft a player in the NBA, Danny Ainge isn't sitting there and saying, everybody I draft is going to be turning into a superstar. Because, frankly, because of the salary cap, you can't do that. You can't exactly. even – because you can only keep, like, three or four max contract guys on your team anyway. So you're going to have to trade them eventually anyway. So – what they're doing is – and then what wins championships is good role players, right? Guys like Marcus Smart, right? We drafted him sixth overall. He wasn't the answer to our point guard issues, but he was definitely a solid sixth man, starting five player, whatever you want to put him, that literally – and technically right now he is our starting point guard because he handles the ball more than Kemba does. Kemba plays a lot off the ball in this team. Yeah, and, Kemba's good off the ball. Right, and Kemba's more of a shooting guard now than ever. And then you have those guys ever. set the picks. You know, Tice is fantastic at setting picks. 
Right, and but that's the draft picks we have, and that's what I, I always hate when people are like, oh, this guy was a bust. You know, we drafted him 14th overall. He's a bust. It's like, no, like he's a role player. His job, like at that time, everybody that got drafted after him right now is in the G League injured or on the bench. Like, <laughs> and like you know what I mean? It's not like we drafted Romeo Langford, and like sometimes this happens, right? We drafted Kelly Olenek instead of Giannis, but like – yeah. There are times where, like, you just – you can't do that. And even Giannis was, like, good his first year. And, like – but he wasn't, like, he wasn't, the top he wasn't five player in the league. He had, like, a couple right. of years for that. So, it's, like, people have to understand that, like, in basketball, it's not like the NFL where you draft someone and they're starting week one. And if they don't have it, they don't have it ever. Right? Like, that yeah. – because in the NBA, like, you have to progress. And I think it's the same thing with the NHL. You know, when you draft the player – I think I'm- a big part in the NHL is the goaltender position. Right. That's one that takes a very long time to develop. And right, people are like, well, a, why do we... more mental than anything, too. Exactly. And it's like, well, why don't you give this guy a chance in the NHL? Like, he's playing so well. Well, there might be cases like we had with Tuca, right? We had that yeah. salary blockage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you can give these guys chances and... Look at Stanika. He's the same thing. Mm-hmm. He was a first-round draft pick, and he didn't play. I think he played maybe two games in the regular season. Yep. But people are like, oh, he's not, you know, Sidney Crosby. Right. Like, yeah. You, you. It takes time. Yeah, and it's like, I think it's because also in Boston, we're so used to winning and our players being great, like everybody that we draft, that like we can't fathom somebody going in the first round and just being a solid second or third-line player or – getting drafted in the first round and and being, you know, a seventh or eighth man off the bench for the Celtics or being, you know, a third string wide out for the Patriots. Like, we can't fathom that, like, oh, my God, we drafted this guy. Like, why is he not number one? Like, it, it's just yeah. like you have to understand, like, you draft based on the cards you're dealt at that time. You have this yeah. pick. You say, okay, we can't trade up to get any of these superstars, and we can't anybody that we trade down for is not going to be as good as this guy. Like, we're, you know what I mean? Like you don't go into every single draft and be like, we're going to yeah. find the guy, right? Sometimes it happens. You find that guy, they take over like a Giannis, right? Who wasn't Probably. supposed to go that Paul, uh, Paul George went like 10th, I believe. But um, went like the fourth round, right? Like you find, you find guys like that later in the round, like Marshawn was a second round pick, you yeah. know, he wasn't a first rounder. And then you have guys like Sagan who are second overall. Like, and then you had Taylor Hall who went first overall, <laughs> who's had like not a bad career, but he definitely has not been like the guy that everybody said he was gonna be. And yeah, it's like Sagan's had a better career than Yeah, and right. stuff happens and stuff happens like that all the time in every single sport. And I feel like people are so they believe that every single draft you need to find the answer, right? And it's cool, right? I get it. That's why the draft is exciting because you get excited that this guy is going to be, you know, the answer to our issues. You know, let's say you're the Patriots, right? You draft a quarterback this coming draft after this season, you're expecting that guy to be the next Tom Brady because you expect your quarterbacks to play at that level. But you don't realize that that is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity you had. You had the greatest quarterback to ever play. It's not like you're, yeah. the next guy is just sitting and waiting on, you know, draft night for you. And yeah, you're I especially guess... not going to get those guys in the sixth round either. 
Exactly. Against. Like, and people, I think people think of that, think Stidham's going to be the guy, but I heard Stidham hurt his hip. Yeah, he hurt his hip in non-contact. Like, can yeah, you believe and, that? Like, yeah, I'm kind of done with him. He's go, he's going to weddings everywhere. You know, he he yeah. he's not locked in. And even Cam Newton, I I have a prediction. I think week one, Brian Hoyer is going to be the starter just because of the fact of how hard he's working and he knows the offense. And I think Bill Belichick, that's why he said the other day, oh, we're going to, we might use a quarterback tandem, right? He might have Brian Hoyer go run the offense and he might institute some type of wildcat where Cam Newton's going to be out there at times or something like that. Because frankly, Cam Newton's acting like he's got the job won, right? He's not like serious and like obviously you can't change Cam Newton because I think that's I not think, who he is. I think he's more serious than people take him for. I think Julian Edelman said it great today. He's a different kind of energy, and you know let's not let's not forget the Patriots' offense is another language, right? So no, I, know. I think Cam could start week two. I mean, I agree. I don't think he'll start week one. I think yeah, I don't think he will know. for the sole fact that I think Bill Belichick's going to be like, you're not. You also, Brian Boyle is lighting it up in camp. Right. He's playing great because <laughs> he knows the offense. He has chemistry because he's been here for so long, his whole career. Right. Yeah. And Brian Hoyer is wasn't even terrible on the Colts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a not a bad backup. Like, if the Patriots are like, we're okay with, obviously, Bill Belichick would never say this, but if, you know, we understand that, okay, this year's a bridge year, right? We need to like get, because next year we have like 60 million in salary cap. Yeah. So if, if next year, I think these guys want to win. Right. They do want to win. Everybody wants to win. It doesn't, the players don't do that. But if the ownership and Bill Belichick, the GM, not Bill Belichick, the coach says, you know what, to put, yeah. set us up for the future, we're okay with going eight and eight grabbing a wild card slot nine and seven, whatever it might be and seeing what we can do in the playoffs. Um, if they're okay with that, then Brian Hoyer can easily do that. You know, Brian Hoyer could probably take this team with Bill Belichick to 11 and five in this division, like in this yeah. division. Well, people you know forget, what I mean? he did it with Matt Castle, right? He did it with Matt Castle, but we did have a solid team. Like anyway, I don't well, think this I team think is we as have bad a solid as people team. think. I think we have a solid team right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, you have some of the guys who opt outed, but you know, you still have your quote, you know, Sanu project is still going. Edelman is Edelman. Right. That running those was they didn't didn't they just sign some running back? I don't I don't remember what it was, but people also forget we have Damian Harris who we drafted the year before who didn't even play. Yeah, last yeah, year. Exactly. Like he's Literally that next project. You have Sony Michelle, Damian Harris, you have Rex Burkhead. Like it's not terrible. You still have your offensive line. You retooled some positions on defense, like almost as if Bill Belichick knew certain guys were gonna opt out. He drafted like Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche and like drafted two tight ends like Dalton Keene, like I'm excited about. Like, who knows? Dalton Keene could fucking jump out of this game and, and be like a George Kittle type, you know, come out of nowhere and just be that guy. Like we had with Gronk, like whenever Bill Belichick drafts players, like he drafts, I don't know if anybody's noticed this when there is a glaring need, right. And the Bill Belichick has two draft picks or he trades up. He's almost 95% of the time. Correct. On those players. Right. He did it when we had Gronk. When we needed a tight end, he drafted Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Bill Belichick made Gronk. <laughs> right. 
But when we when he knew in that draft, he said, these are special guys. I'm going to take – we need tight ends. I'm just going to use the two picks. Bill, It's not like Bill Belichick every single year. Like, when we need wide receivers, he's not drafting four or five guys every time. You know what I mean? Like, he – that's why the fans get so pissed because he's always drafting defensive and special teams players. And, like, he's never – ever taking those picks but like what he's doing is like you remember when we had you know Steven Ridley and Shane Vereen and he drafted both of them back yeah you know like and they were Ridley good for a couple awesome. years Vereen was fantastic Ridley was good if he could figure out his his fumbling like he was yeah, a good he could, running you know, back hold on to the football that's literally but, all your job as a running back right but like that's the <laughs> thing though is he was explosive he just had issues right that's fine Vereen was great then you bring in James White <laughs> You know what I mean, and then you have Legarrette. Like you have, like you have those guys, and and you know Bill Belichick. Whenever he drafts multiple players on offense in a row, he's almost ninety five percent correct on all of them. Yeah, for sure. And like you know what I mean. Like if he knows, like oh, we need a running back. Like he'll take a chance on somebody. Like so, like this year, obviously he knew he was not comfortable with his tight end situation at all. He drafted two tight ends. He signed a couple others that were undrafted. Like he was like, we need a tight end again. So I, you know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing. Page people don't understand the Patriots could actually be, or I think with this roster will actually be a lot better. I think the only thing that is making fans a little bit uncertain is the quarterback situation. Yeah, you have Cam Newton, but are you getting the yeah. Cam Newton or are you getting the Cam Newton that's been injured and hasn't been himself? Are you getting Jared yeah, Siddham, the kid, some... the guy, or are you getting Jared Siddham, just another backup quarterback that we drafted? You know? Yeah. I think the other issue, too, is some of the older generation – looks at Cam Newton and they're just like, oh, he's right. a punk. Well, right? because he's that running quarterback and, to, like, you know, he's... Yeah, which I understand because the Patriots have... I mean, they had yeah. that beauty, but they've right. never Nobody really had, had like... Newton, a, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. But, you know, then you have guys like myself who I'm so ecstatic for Cam Newton because it's something well, I've I, Like, for seen. me and you, right, we grew up watching the Patriots... Right, Success. but but we grew up never seeing them lose ever. Like yeah, the we only grew up time we saw them having a bad season was when they didn't make the Super Bowl. Like that's how good they were. We saw them play. Like I guess the worst year would be like 2008 or something or 2009, like the year when they just like made the playoffs but like got bounced in the first round. It was something like that. They <clears throat> Castle was no, we didn't. We missed the playoffs because Brett Favre on the Jets couldn't yeah. win a game. Yeah, so it was something week. we've had times. We've had we've had times where we've lost in the first round of the Jets or whatever. But it, it's whatever. My point being is is we I'm excited for a Tom Brady less. It, it's like ripping the bandaid off, right? It was gonna happen at some point. It's glad I'm glad that it happened. Yeah. And we still get to see him play because then we can kind of get used to like. Okay, Tom Brady's gone because, like, it, it honestly it hurts a little now. It's like ripping the bandit off, but it would have been a long, stinging pain if we saw Tom Brady like play here over the next four or five years, be unhappy, um, like not be as good of a player. Like, it just would have been bad for the image of the Patriots and like what we've come to know and love. Did you see what Gronk said? Gronk said the only reason he retired was to get away yeah. from Bill. No, Belichick. I know. He, that's and I'm like. Yeah. 
Like, I get it, but you don't say things like No, that. He, he definitely shouldn't. Have, I, I'm more mad at Gronk than I am at Brady because of how he handled everything, honestly. But exactly, Brady, like, was clearly unhappy. He's always taken less. The Patriots still wanted him to take less. He's like, I've done everything for your organization. He's like, I want a chance to go be a free agent, see if I can get a lot of money, and go win with a brand new team. That's That's what he wanted to do. And that's totally fine, but I think I'm excited for a team without Tom Brady because we get to see, actually get to see Bill Belichick and a team that is not led by Tom Brady, like just a team, right? Because I get it. They were a team. Yeah. And like you knew like well, like everything, you know what I mean? Like everybody buys him. But now what are we going to look like where we're relying on players that aren't Tom Brady to win us games, right? What are we going to – like? I'm excited to rely on players like Julian Edelman and like you have Stefan Gilmore, like, you know what I mean? Like relying on like, okay, like the defense. Yeah. The greatest you have, like, the I'm league. excited to rely on that and be like, okay, let's just say next year, this coming year, we just so happen to have the best, best team in you know, best defense in the league. You know what I mean? Like, and as long as we have a solid quarterback, the Patriots could go pretty far with that roster. I mean, like, look at Jared Goff and that team. Like, with that defense, they played the Patriots, and they almost beat us. You know, Jared Goff's not terrible, but he's not, you know, elite. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, like, a superstar. He, he could, could be. be he's but... got a lot of potential, but it's anything like that. So, I'm actually curious. Before we hop into um, talking about hockey, I – want to talk to you about the Patriots schedule um, and every and everything coming up. Okay. And I want to see what your predictions are for oh, the geez. season, right? We're going to go game by game, okay? So, okay. game one, September 13th, Miami at New England. Let, are we assuming uh, – let's assume Cam Newton is the starter for this. And, let, and let's assume, okay. Okay. right? For we'll we'll do. I, you know what? Let's be. Is let's Tula the quarterback? Right. We're gonna get the Cam Newton of old with this team. Let's be optimistic. We're Cam okay. Newton starting week one. He picked up the offense, fantastic, and we're getting the Cam Newton MVP type. Miami and New England. Got it. Week one. Uh, We're gonna say I win think, and then like win or loss um, and move on. We'll keep track of it. Okay, I would say the Patriots squeeze okay. out by like a field so goal. keep track of what you say for the record. All right, Miami and New England okay. win for me. Um, okay, New England at Seattle, week two loss. Uh jeez. I, I I honestly think they could win that game because Seattle's not as good as they used to okay. be. So I'd go with. So keep track of yours. So you have them at two and zero. I have them at one and one. Yep. Uh, New England, Las Vegas. I have that as a win. Win. New England and Kansas City. I have that as a loss. I think it's a loss. Um, New England at Denver. I have that as a win. New England at win. San Francisco. I actually have that as a win. I, yeah, that, I could see that. New England at so that's what, yeah. I have met four and yeah. two. New England at Buffalo okay. win five and two. I would say I I, I would okay. I would say a loss. I have met five and two. New England 
at the Jets. I have that as a win. That win. is a yeah, I have that as a win, so that's a six and two. Uh Baltimore at New England. I have that I would say a win. Close win. I have that. If we're talking Cam Newton, I I would say seven and yeah, I would I, would I have that as a loss. And the reason I have that as a loss to the Ravens is for the sole fact that the New England Patriots could not their defense could not handle Lamar Jackson last year at all. And right. I think Bill Belichick's gonna get was gonna get the team back in shape enough to handle it. And having Cam Newton run those those offenses could be a could be a plus. Exactly. But the thing is, is if they want to keep Cam Newton healthy, they're not gonna throw their own defense at him to get prepared for these games. And I also think at the same exact time, the Ravens, right, are still the same team, still quick, just like they needed it. However, however, the Patriots defense has lost some key players. So I'm not yeah. so sure that their defense is going to be able to keep up. Maybe if those guys didn't opt out and they practiced this year, I think they would have been able to beat them, but I have that as a loss. So I have them right now. I have them losing to the Seahawks, Chiefs. So I have them at 6-3 and three right now. I'm at 7-2. and two. I think you – you know, I think Devin McCourty – Having Devin McCourty back there is just yeah. another level. Also, so side I, note, I, I think they... Clyde Edwards Hilaire is looking incredible, apparently. So I think we're going to get freaking stepped on in that game. Is no, that the wide running receiver? back they drafted in the first round? Um, oh, okay, so I have them at six and three. Patriots at Texans. I have that as a win. Easy. I think the Texans are going to be awful this year. And then I think Deshaun Watson Agreed. is going to, you know, he's going to walk in free agency. I um, sure hope so. Okay, so I have that as a seven and three. Cardinals, Patriots. I have that as a win for the Pats. Yep, eight and That's three. A win. Patriots, Chargers. I have that as a loss because I actually think Herbert is going to be a lot better than people think. You think Herbert's going to be started yeah. over Tyrod Taylor? By that point, by yeah. that point, in the I think season, that, yeah. I think, I think they're going to do what we're doing. I think they're going to have one of two Maybe. quarterback system. I wouldn't be surprised. Um. But yeah, I have that. I would have that as a loss. So I'm at what oh, we thought we I, That's the thing I'm trying to figure out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So I have them at eight and four at this point. All right. So I have them at nine. Patriots, and three. Rams. Uh, I have that as a. I have that as a. Where one. is it in Foxborough? Uh, no, I believe it's in L.A. Because it's an eight twenty game. Ah, that's a win. I have I have that as a, I have that so as a win. win. So I have them at nine and four right now. Patriots Dolphins. I have that as a loss because we always seem to lose the game towards the end of the year against them. Uh, I have that as a win because we don't have Tom Brady anymore, and he's the reason a lot of the time we would lose. Yeah, that's game. whatever. I think they're <laughs> still going to find a way to lose it. All right, so I have them at 10 and Back. 5 and the Patriots and Jets last week. I have that as a win. What do you That's what do you end up? I'm at So you have them at 12 and 4. I am at 11 and 5. Now, this for those listening is not us just being Patriot homers. This is us based on the fact that we are getting MVP Cam Newton 
his skill sets with Bill Belichick, with, you know, Nikhil Harry, who he's been working out a lot with, Mohamed Sanu, he's been working out a lot with. And keep in mind, right, people always forget, when Tom Brady was here, as great as he was, if he didn't trust you and think you knew the offense right away, you basically were shunned until you proved him otherwise. Exactly. Right? So Bill Belichick was very hard on all of his receivers, right? And and you had to pick up the offense and be very reliable or you weren't getting the ball because Tom Brady's not throwing picks. He doesn't want to turn the ball over. And if you're going to drop the ball, he doesn't want – you know, he wants the team to progress down the field, right? That's why he's been the greatest quarterback of all time, right? And they're, they're head cases for a reason. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be – you know, nice guy and get lucky and get, you know, they have to be, you know, at times be a little psychotic with certain things. So the fact that Tom Brady, he would never throw the ball, um, you know, if he didn't trust you is a big thing for Nikhil Harry and Mohamed Sanu, who Cam Newton's just going to let the ball fly when he throws it. Right. Yeah. He's more of a runner, but he also has a good arm, right? He's going to be a very good quarterback inside the pocket when he has to be. And I think if the Patriots are going to put all their eggs in one basket with Cam Newton, they're going to make sure that he's getting the offense involved more than just with his legs. Um, I think that he's, it's going to be, we're going to get MVP Cam Newton's, you know, level, but I honestly think he's going to be more of a Russell Wilson type quarterback, right? He's going to do it to keep plays alive. And I think he's going to be the Patriots and Bill Belichick are going to be like, look, you have a real chance to go get your money next year but you have to listen to us, right? You're here with this team. You need to throw the ball, right? You need you can't just run around the field the whole game like Lamar Jackson does because that's just not what our system is. The Ravens can get away with it because that's what their, their offensive system runs by. So it's right. pretty exciting. So that, that's I mean, what we're being a little like... assumption of. We're, we're making the assumption based on the sole fact that we're going to get the MVP Cam Newton. Right. I really hope so. So, with that being said, with the NFL, if we get the bad Cam Newton in a bad quarterback situation, I have the Patriots going seven and nine this season. With with a yes. Jared Sidham, Brian Hoyer, you know, if we have a quarterback carousel where we just don't know what the deal is and you know, Brian Hoyer's throwing picks and the offense looked like how it looked at the end of last season, which I doubt will happen. I think we're going to get somewhere in the middle. I could see a 10-6 and six season, sneaking into the playoffs, 9-7 and seven maybe. I have the Patriots going 7-9 and nine with worst-case scenario with this team. And I yeah. think <laughs> I'm as scared as anybody because – a seven and nine season, right, is bad. The Patriots don't make the playoffs. But if Tom Brady makes the playoffs with that roster, which he will with that team, right? Jameis Winston literally threw for five thousand yards with thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. So Tom Brady's gonna get his freaking touchdown record back, that's for sure. But on top of that, that team is gonna make it to the Super Bowl, I think. That team. And if he makes it to a Super Bowl, even if he loses and Bill Belichick goes 7-9, and nine, that is going to forever hurt Bill Belichick's legacy for the sole fact that everybody's going to say, you needed Tom Brady this whole time. And, there, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's still the greatest coach of all time, but it's like it's a little bit more of both of them need to kind of stick it in each other's face and say who needed who more, 
who was more important because they both they're both exactly. the goats, but they also have egos. You have the egos when you're that great of a of a talent. You're gonna have an ego, and whether they show it or not, because they're very professional, which is like their style, right? Is keep everything on the inside and and don't be like boisterous and tell everybody about how you're thinking. But you know that their heads are big, right? They they want to be known. Bill Belichick wants to be known that I was more important. I was right the whole time. No player, because then he could say no player is ever bigger than the team because he could then prove it, right? Because that's what he likes. You know, he mean, oh, go get your Von Miller money, right? That's what he always said, Jamie Collins. Go get your Von Miller money, you know? And and he he exactly. went he went to Cleveland and was awful and he came back to the Patriots and you know got less money and whatever, but Bill Belichick can always say you're never no player is more important than the entire team, and if Tom Brady leaves and plays terrible, right, and nothing happens, Bill Belichick can say now there's no excuse for anybody because the greatest player to ever play the game left the team because he thought he was bigger than the team and didn't find success. And then for, for Tom Brady, he leaves and he says, I don't care who my coach is. I am the greatest. That will cement him as the greatest of all time. No matter what, there will be no, there will be no scratches on his record because the only thing now that everybody's saying is, Oh, he's a system quarterback, right? He won. He won everything because he was, he was with the Patriots. So, I'm excited for this season to kind of tell us that. I'm also excited, though, because the NHL is in round two officially. After a successful, I guess, round one and, and round robin play and, and play in tournament, which I thought I thought was very successful, we have the official matchups because it is reseeding for round two, so there is no more just playing your bracket. It's going back to what it used to be in 2014, but – for the matchups, I'm going to read it for everybody. We have the Bruins versus Lightning, Flyers versus Islanders, Colorado versus Dallas, and Vegas versus Vancouver. So the game, everything is set. The Canucks with a 6-2 thrashing last night. Um, right. Thank God. So, Bobby, before we get into the whole NHL and, and all these matchups, one, I want to get your thoughts on the Bruins up to this point how they played in that series, and talk about them and their lightning coming up. Okay, so I think I think the fact that Halak was able to go 3-0 yep. in a very tough circumstance with Tuka leaving the bubble yep. on very short very notice short, yeah. is within itself kind of awesome on Halak's mm-hmm. part. You know, it's not like Halak hasn't been there before. You know, Halak has, you know, back, I, I forget what year it was, but Halak. And he was yeah, on the house, too. The yeah. Canadian. Yeah, they were, him and Price were fighting at the end of that year to see who would mm-hmm. be the goaltender. Obviously, mm-hmm. Price won it, but the fact that he even made it a competition, you know, shows the kind of. Go- yeah, and, and Carey Price is, without a doubt, in my mind, is a Hall of exactly. Fame goalie. You know, he's he's. He's going to exactly. go up in, in, in that. So the fact that he was battling him is huge. He could be the greatest to never right. win it. And it's the same thing with um with Tuka Rask, right? We always, you know, obviously the circumstances are the circumstances, but, you know, at least he was honest, first off. But second off, Tuka Rask is, is also one of the top goalies in this league and has been had a very good career. And 
you know, unfortunately probably doesn't have my Hall of Fame vote anymore if I had one because of the fact that, you know, this this went on. But, you know, <laughs> it's Halak has battled him even. So it's a lot. Right. And I think I don't think this team is at its full potential yet. But I think the fact that they be an early on, right? They didn't do the mm-hmm. seven game series thing like they usually do to us <laughs> in the first like the round. Year. They did it very mm-hmm. quickly. You know, these two one games, three four games. Like these are tough games to win against a very very good Kane team with a very yep. good coach. As much as I don't, I do not want to say that because I don't really like the guy. He is a yeah. very good coach. But Bruce Cassidy, aka Dad, is a much <laughs> better coach. I think that they're not where they – I think moving Chara down to the second and third defensive pair was the greatest thing they could have done. I think McAvoy is proving how – the guy is showing us in Boston that he is the next defenseman of mm-hmm. Boston. He is. He's the next guy. I think he gets his money. I think if crew goes, sure, it's going to hurt a lot, but – if he goes, he goes. If he goes, right? I wouldn't be it, surprised like, to see a, you know, 10-year, you know, freaking $80 million contract with Charlie. Yeah, exactly. And then McAvoy, you know, McAvoy's the type of defender who will put up – who could put up 20 goals yeah, in this right. season. He, he plays the game he plays. And for a defenseman, that's – exactly. So, that was very good to see. I look I at think it, too. Coyle's playing unreal. Um, I think they, they could – Casa uh, played – I know he didn't score, but mm-hmm. he, felt, he felt really good great. with Krejci. Right. He played, for what, he, and, what his role was, I was very surprised. Yeah, and to play alongside Krejci and, you know, Krejci finally scoring the goal, but, you know, we don't know him – well, we do know him for a goal scorer, but, you know, he has those well, sweet hands. Well, we know him for a playoff – points guy goal right. scorer because he is yeah. like i've been saying for a long time he has one of the best passing i've seen on the bruins oh. since mark savard was here and i love and mark he Lord. has amazing passing and he is i think Krejci is one of the most underrated centers in the league i think he doesn't he get is. talked about because he doesn't put up the goals i think he literally just doesn't give a crap about the regular season in my opinion i think he's just like yeah, when the playoffs happen, it'll happen. But, see, that's the same thing with this team is I don't – I look at the regular season right before the pause. I look at that team, and I count that as its own season, right? I say that that's it. Yeah. This is a brand-new season that I'm looking at, right? So, I, I don't – I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, they were good before the – because it's just not fair to the players. You know, they had all these months off, right? Everything right, right now is right now. The teams that played in the exhibition, right? Right now, as much as we would like to say, oh, they're getting back to form, it's they're getting back to their potential because now everybody's had – they basically had a whole off season of time off. Right. So now it's a brand-new season for me. So when I look at it, I say, look, we had the fourth seed. We're not the best team in the league right now. We got to, you know, win. We were the best team in the league last year and the year before, Right which I'm talking about the right. 2020 before the break and 2019. That's basically how I'm looking at it. And this is a brand right. new season. So 
you know, am I pissed that they didn't win the exhibition games? Absolutely. Right. Am I pissed that they were the fourth seed? Fine. But they've got a lot of work to do, right? They, they need to win these games. And I think it's going to be exciting series we have coming up with the lightning. I think it will go the distance. I think it will be seven games. I think Halak's going to have to play on his head. I agree. Um, Stamkos is already out for game one. So um, right now it's game one official. Is it just game one? So usually it... teams will. I okay. think it's a hip. What? I, I'm What's not his too issue? Sure. Let me let, let me check on that because Ooh, I know tough. that I was just reading it before we kind of got on the call. Um, the big thing though for the Bruins is that this this is a new time, right? A new game and everything. So he actually, yeah, it's a lower body. It just says so. I believe it was hip or like thigh or or something weird. Okay. Um, but game, game one is actually tomorrow night okay. at eight for the Bruins. Yep. So okay. we got tomorrow and Good then to Tuesday. I did not know that. We actually play Wednesday too. Yeah. We have a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, and then game back-to-back. four is Friday. And then if necessary, which it will be of the other three games, which will probably be Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday again. <laughs> Okay, so so you and I both. I would, would say, say Boston we have Boston for this one, yeah. seven, right? Just because of how they played. Okay, who now? I I agree, and I, I think Tampa's very Bruins good. Are more, but I Bruins think Bruins are more disciplined. The Bruins up front, the four line. They've been a, yeah. That yeah, that's yeah, and if you start, you know. If you poke the bear, right. you know, let's I mean, I think, they're, just, I think they're more disciplined. They're better coached. But... Um, I think you have guys like Bergey. Like, you have those guys that, like, have been there before, right? Like, you, you got you to gotta think of it this way. Bergeron's been to three Stanley Cup finals, right? Where The Bruins are, I think, the first team yeah. in the 2000s to have gone to th- – no – if we go this year, we'll be the first team to go to four Stanley Cups in this decade. And this, like, from, like, 2000 on. I believe right. okay. that is true. Yeah, I think they've Pittsburgh. gone to three. I, I know the Blackhawks have gone, gone to three. To three. Um, you have you, the Kings. Didn't they win all went, three? Oh, went no, to I they lost to two, I believe. Or, no, they went to three. Um, yeah, but it's it, you. You get it. Yeah, you get you get what I'm trying to get at. One, so, two. So you know those guys have done it before, right? Chara yeah. has been playing for ages, right? The guys and even the young guys on the Bruins just went to a Stanley <laughs> Cup Game Seven. So now they, even though we lost, right, right, and Krug, and, was, yeah, Krug was a rookie that hot. year. So like these guys have, you know, a Marshawn Bergeron, Krejci. Um, Chara, those guys already have a cup. Oscar. Marshawn Bergeron, Krejci. Um, right. I don't think anybody else besides Chara and and Rask, technically, yeah, were on that Chuka. roster. Now that I think about right. it, yeah, and I was just saying, I was like, wow, I think you're we right. don't have anybody else on that roster. Um, yeah, because. Charlie wasn't around. Krug wasn't around in 2011, obviously. Yeah, I, 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 I want. Was Kevin Miller on that team? 
I don't think so. I think he was like a uh, like a utility right. guy make for sure, the D-man who got hurt. Because we that because that defensive pair we had no Cyber, he came in 2013. Oichar, Chara, he also came here in 2013. Um, who's the other? Okay, Ferenc was on that defensive pair, and so was uh, Boy Caberlet. Yeah. Yeah. Caberlet had a fantastic Thomas Caberlet was number good. twelve. Yeah. No, I remember Daniel, I Daniel Pye. Remember. I remember him. We got him at the trading deadline with uh, Pye. Is a good the Sean Thornton, that line. Thornton line was out of this world. Um, although I think the Bruins fourth line now so me, is hold on, unbelievable. Let me try, I'm gonna read this to you real quick. Nordstrom, anybody on here? So obviously, Bergey still here, Chara, um, damn, Matt Hunwick, remember him, Stephen Camphor. Steven Camper was uh, Winnipeg, was on that team. He was uh, he was twenty two years old. Huh. But he was a he, I think he was like a backup. Like it wow. was. And we have Krejci, we have Marshawn, uh, Tuca was on that team. Oh, I remember Seidenberg. <laughs> like you read this team now, right? And like how good this team this roster is in the future. Like, listen to these names, right? You have Bergeron Chara, obviously. You have Nathan Horton, um, David Krejci. You have Marshawn, right? You have Tuka Rask, Mark Recchi, who was 42 when he was there. I remember that. Michael Ryder. We had, we had Mark Savard. That was his last year. Yeah. Michael Tyler Sagan was on himself. this team. Obviously. Like, <laughs> obviously. No, I know. I'm. I'm saying like he was a rookie. That over, that's like, the year we like, drafted him. To, like the big names on this team, like you didn't think. You had freaking Tyler Sagan, Blake Wheeler. Like, you know what I mean, like Blake Wheeler is amazing now. He was so bad. I remember we all hated him. Everybody was like, "This yeah. guy sucks." Like, who is this guy? We did. And now, now we had 65 points this he was year. He was a great like, player. He um, what was it? Yeah, he's uh he's had he's multiple twenty five goals or more seasons since since joining Winnipeg after two years, he had seventeen goals and nineteen goals, and then he went twenty eight, twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, twenty three, twenty, and twenty two. And he uh, and he had a ninety one point the- season in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, and a ninety one point season in twenty seven, twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen. Yeah, Blake Wheeler came out of nowhere. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. He also, after he left Boston, he just put on this massive Yeah, that was very true. And it became this freak of nature. Yeah. On the ice. And I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) I forgot how far off we just went right there. But the whole point I was trying to make was the fact that, like, we have guys that have done it before. But, like, the whole point of this, right, with this, I, I think the Lightning, I think the Bruins are going to beat the Lightning, but I think the Lightning are a very fast team. They're very good. Um, they're very – right, they're older I now. think they're just they as used, aged, like, though, they had as their we chance are to, They were scary, like, five years ago. 
And they had a real, like, every time you felt the lightning, I was like, oh, we're going to yeah. get stepped on. Because they had Stamkos, oh. like, they had uh, Martin St. Louis at that time. Um, who else did they have that was on that team? Yeah. Right. Yes. And they Le were. Cavier. Vinny LeCavier. Yeah, they were fucking electric. And now, and now they're just, you know, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Bruins are going to handle it. Right. I, I think the best series will be the Bruins lightning. I think out of everything going on. And I'm kind of glad we play the lightning now because they're the only team I really am afraid of in the playoffs, like in the East coast right now. Yeah. So if we can beat the lightning in round two, we basically have a cakewalk to get to the finals. Now, who do you think? See, that's interesting because I think, uh, Barry Trotz team, no matter where Barry Trotz is coaching, is a very dangerous team. This Islanders team, if I don't they can think beat Philly. They scare me because they are young. They the are Islanders. Hungry. Are, the Islanders Barry are great. Trotz is on another right? level but with the coaching. The only thing I am actually afraid of is the fact that Carter Hart has been playing out of his mind. It's always that young goalie that comes out of nowhere and is like. Oh my God! Who is this guy? And he, I mean, Johnny Boychuk. I forgot he's still on this team. I like thought he was traded, but then I yeah, was like, "Yeah, he's still on the Islanders." Let me let me look up their roster real quick to see if he's still on there, and he is. I think he is, but I think Carter Hart had a lot of bad, mm-hmm. a lot of film that teams are going to take away yeah. and realize. Go glove side on this guy because. Montreal, you know, as much as I didn't think they deserved to be in the playoffs after they beat Pittsburgh, they deserve to be there because, wow, that team, I don't want to say it, but that team, mm-hmm. that very young team, Nick, Nick Suzuki came out of nowhere. He tra- he was in the yeah. trade with Paul St- uh, Stastny. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, mm-hmm. Pacioretty to Vegas. He was the rookie they traded. That team proved a lot, and I think – Anyone, I think, especially the Islanders, because the Islanders yeah. look like the Canadians, and we'll have, and we'll just have a little bit better, a little again. bit more experienced. If they, yeah, the Islanders have the other Sebastian. Who we will? Yeah, you didn't know that. he's their defenseman. There's another Sebastian Aho. No, well, I mean that would be freaking Is weird. Are they name they're not related, Sebastian they? twice? But it's it's I don't know if they're related actually I I think because I think the Islanders Aho is from Finland and the Carolina one is from Canada mm-hmm. so I don't I think it just might be a weird coincidence but okay. I don't know I don't really pay attention to yeah. a lot of like intricacies of other teams that aren't Boston I really don't care that much but I was just like I remembered that very vaguely I'm like this guy's gotten traded. And then I looked it up like a couple weeks ago and I was like, this guy keeps getting like, you know, I was like, I don't remember Sebastian Ajo being on the Islanders. And then I look and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not Sebastian Ajo. This is Sebastian Ajo's twin or like, say he doesn't look like him at all, but that that's basically the point. I think what we have to look forward <laughs> to is I think if the Bruins can get past the lightning, I think the flyers with Carter Hart are going to, sneak out in seven games against a very well-coached team. And I think the Bruins, with the talent they have, Pasta will finally be 
like warmed up by then. And and I honestly really think that like they have no shot. If if Pasta and DeBrusque and Krejci, just those three guys alone are playing the way they're playing, you know, or Pasta playing the way he should and DeBrusque and Krejci playing the way they're playing, and Charlie Coyle, honestly. I think I think you can get well, past matter, the card. Yeah, exactly. I think the Bruins are gonna end up playing either Vegas or Colorado. My heart's telling me Colorado and the Stanley Cup finals. Um but you know, if I had to make a prediction here, I would say uh Bruins, Colorado and the Stanley Cup final. And I would say honestly, as much as I would love to be a homer and say the Bruins win, I think Colorado would win that in seven. Which would suck because we've been to the Stanley yeah. Cup Finals back to back years and losing seven games, but nothing you can do, man. I think see the one issue I think that Colorado's gonna run into is again yeah. on the back end, how young you know, sure Cam Lakara is unreal, but when you play a defensive pair and you pay you play a team mm-hmm. that Say the Bruins do make it to the Stanley Cup. These guys don't have as many more chances as, say, McKinnon has. You know, and if Halak is playing on his head, I don't think there's a goal school in the world who can mm-hmm. get the puck past Halak. I think, I think that's the one play. If Halak plays like the playoff Halak, Colorado. Go, like their goaltender is not as good, I think, as say Vasilevsky or Carter Hart, yeah, or you know, it playoff Halak. But that being said, I think, I think Dallas is. You got to look out for Dallas over there. I think, I think honestly, I'm just excited to see phenomenal. this new round because I was kind of thinking the first round was a little stale, in my opinion. There was a lot of like one in five games, like one in six games. Like there wasn't like a lot of like, which is yeah. good because that's usually how. But that just showed, that showed, that shows who came ready to, you know, because it Great. all depends and, who can that, come that as a team in the bubble. That the, the quickest, Bruins right? use their exhibition games basically as like literally exhibition games. Like they didn't care about the seed. That's how it looked like to me. Like they were just like, they were, yeah, but they were they were just like Marshall instead of you know they were like yeah we we'd love to win but like we're more just focused on like getting ready for the playoffs because it wasn't like they had to play their ass off to get in like they were already yeah. in the playoffs you know what I mean like they just it was basically like they don't care the right. Bruins basically made the same thing we don't care who we play round one we're gonna beat them we just need to be ready and play our game and like that's what these three games are for and all the practicing and I think right. that it did well because each each exhibition game they got better. Um, in the playoffs, they got better each game through one through five, you know, each game, they seem to be playing a lot better. So I'm, you know, I'm excited for the lightning series. I I could be shocked too. They could, the way they're playing right now, they could easily sweep them. So, but I think it's going to go seven. Yeah. They need to stay stay healthy to stay healthy because I think the big pasta is a top five player in this league, right? If you don't have him. It's like the same thing as like mm-hmm. the Capitals, right? Not having Ovechkin, not having Stamkos on the Lightning, right? Not having McDavid on the Oilers. Like those things, you know, those things tie your team up. Because not not that they're the whole team, because in hockey it's more yeah. of a team sport than anything. But 
the sole fact that you, you know, you rely on that kind of output of goal scoring and like you rely on that person on your top line. And now it screws everybody else up when they're out because now you have to jump people up from, you know, second line to first line and fourth to second and third to fourth, like whatever. So you have to jumble up your lines that we're working on a team. So that's why it really sucks more than anything when Pasta can't play. It's not because, oh, we don't have him. We're not, we don't have a chance to win. But now it's like now you got to trust a guy like Bjork or Kasha on the on the top line, you know, and you you because you don't want to move DeBrusque because you need his goal scoring with Krejci. Right, I think. Well, they they even, right. they moved Corrali up to work with Coyle, and Corrali and Coyle have this mm-hmm. unbelievable chemistry. I, yeah, just I think like that should, I think Coyle. they should get so, Richie off I mean, that I think line too. The fact. I think Richie would be a very good fourth-line powerhouse big body on that line. And that line could use it because Nordstrom – and who's the other one on that line? Um, I guess Wagner's if you wanted to put – oh, no, you would move Wagner up. So it would be Nordstrom, Richie, and I don't know who would play center. I'm, uh, I know Nordstrom I'm used to play center, so he could be the center. So – because it's probably going to be the line tomorrow. Okay. So Marshawn Bergeron, I know, Pasternak, I know, and then right. Stanika was also practicing with them. Um, so DeBrusque, oh, Krejci, and Kashi Saskulman <laughs> were both on there. Richie, Coyle, and Bjork. Yep. Nordstrom, Corrali, slash Parlinholm, and Wagner. So I think line four should be, okay. honestly, Lindholm, in my opinion, get Richie out of there, right? And put in Parlin home on that fourth line with Nordstrom and Wagner. Put uh, instead of Richie, put Corrali, Coyle, and Bork, Bjork, and then DeBrusque, Krejci, Kashe, and then fucking or actually DeBrusque, Krejci, and Stanika would be electric. That would be electric. I think. That that third line, you could have Coyle, Corrali, and Wagner, and just go I just, after. I like it. I, I just don't see Wagner as like an. Obviously, he can score like when he has to, but Coyle, Coyle is more of that power forward, I like I that old like Lucic style that we used to love. You know, he he's that power skater center, right? He's very fast. He's physical, right? He's creative. I think putting you know, Coyle Corrali, who I think is a little bit more creative on there. And someone like a, like a Kasha or a Stanika yeah. would be amazing yeah, on that third line with those people. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think you need Stanika up on the top three lines. I yeah. also am a little bit But I like what Wagner and Nordstrom do on the fourth line. That's what you need. You know, if you, if you put Nordstrom, Wagner, right, and Lindholm exactly. down there, um, and you have, you know, Coyle, Corrali, and you know, and Kashi, and then you have Debrusque, Krejci, and Stanika. Like, and and you know, obviously, that would mean Richie and Bjork go to the bench, but like, I wouldn't be like Bjork just couldn't stay out of the box, and Richie just did nothing. I know he had he's a good player and he's getting better, but Stanika just showed and himself and, and he's, he wants to play in the NHL, play, you know, so. I'm excited for it. I know you are. Exactly. Um, 
you know, I, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to touch base with everybody after round two. We will probably do more podcasts later in the week um, to maybe just talk about other sports. I want to kind of do a little bit more. Uh, we talked a lot about the Bruins today, which is great. So we will be back after round two. Me and Bobby will be back for our hockey talk episodes after every round of the NHL playoffs. I'd like to do it a little bit more than that, but we want to give you guys a break from hearing us all the time. So every week, or or I guess after every, it's basically almost every week because, yeah. So basically, after every round is when you'll hear from us. We'll talk about everything going on, and that's about that. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Bob, have anything last to say? Uh. All right. I don't think so. Go bees. Right. <laughs> yeah. As always. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Again. See ya. Yeah.